Hi, good morning, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to your Built for This podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to build your faith, your hope, your joy through the Word of God. So this morning is Sunday morning. I pray that everyone that is listening has found or has a church home. Um, We know that we're in a time of COVID-19, so I pray that you have a place of fellowship, a place of worship that you are meeting, either on Zoom or some type of platform, meeting to give God praise, meeting to give God worship. If you do not have a place that you are meeting, I'd like for you to join us this morning. my church name is Restored Holiness Church of God. My pastor is Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Waite, and we at Restored Holiness Church of God. And you are welcome to join us anytime to worship. And I believe that you will be blessed. So today, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be talking to you about humility. going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5. I'm going to be reading from verse 5 to 10. Once again, it's 1 Peter chapter 5, reading from verse 5 to verse 10. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cared for you Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resisteth steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. 10 and last, but the God of all grace, who had called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, established, strengthened, settled. And I'm going to stop right there. Heavenly Father, I pray, O oh God, that whoever's listening, my God, I pray today that you use me as a vessel, O oh God, a vessel to speak to your people, a vessel to encourage your people. I pray, oh God, that you breathe upon me. I pray that you breathe upon the listeners right now. You know what they are facing. You know what they are going through. You know what they need to hear in their spirit. I pray, Father God, that you bless every word that I will utter. Let it be of you and not of me. Be glorified today. Have your way in Jesus' name. Hi, this morning, once again, it is an honor and a privilege to be talking to you today, to be ministering to you today, to be just conversating with you about the goodness of Jesus Christ. And 
it is important to know that you're not alone in the season that Christ died over 2,000 years ago to give you joy, to give you peace, to give you hope, that your hope is in Christ Jesus. It's not in what's going on. We know that we're facing a pandemic at this time, but as long as there is breath, as long as there is blood flowing through your veins, I believe that there is hope. There is hope in knowing Jesus. There is hope in knowing that you have a Savior, you have a friend. And if you do not know him as your Lord and Savior today, why don't today be the day that you surrender and you say yes to Jesus? You you take off the mask. I'm currently in the process of releasing my first book, which is called You're Built for, um, You're Built for This, and I've got my joy back working on two books, actually. And, and I've got my joy back. Um, chapter one talks about removing the mask. And this is the season where you can no longer be self-reliant or feel that you have to look a certain way, be a certain way to fit in. This is the time that you need to be running to Jesus Christ, letting him know who you are, letting him know what you need from him, letting him know that you surrender all all to thee I surrender you know this is a season of surrendering this is a season of letting go of all the things that you thought that you needed and cling on to Jesus Christ he will never leave you he will never forsake you and he will never fail you he is faithful the word of God says faithful is he who has called you and will also do it so he's a do it God he can do the impossible he can work miracles some of us has loved lost loved ones throughout this time and I pray that God will comfort your heart today but he's a keeper he's a comforter he's a way maker he can give joy where there is grief he can give joy where there is sorrow and he can give peace where there's confusion so today I give you Jesus. I give you a God that can love you like no one else can. A God that can favor you. A God that can lay his hands upon you. A God that can work miracles. A God that can transform your life, transform your heart, touch your heart, touch your mind, set you free. A God that can remove all guilt, all shame, all hurt, a God that can deliver you from all your past hurts, every conflict, every issue, you know, every circumstance, you can bring it to him. So this book is called um, First Peter, and Peter, during um, Jesus' ministry, Peter was a man who wanted to be a mighty man of faith but he had some falters as we often do you know he stepped out on the rough seas to meet Jesus walking on water and he took a few steps and after that in Matthew chapter 14 you know he began to have doubt and isn't it like us you know when we start serving God you know get a little rocky and we stop focusing on Jesus and we lose our way 
So Peter began to doubt and in that doubt, he lost focus and he fell into the water and he said, Jesus, save me, you know, and Jesus went down and says, you know, ye of little faith and Peter was also the one that says, you know what, when Jesus was like, you know what, Peter, there's going to come a time where you are going to deny me. And Peter said, oh, no, you know, not me, not me, Jesus, Lord, you know, never, Lord, this shall never happen in Matthew chapter 16. And um, after Jesus was arrested, before the rooster crowed the next morning, Peter disowned and denounced Jesus three times in Matthew chapter 26. But you know what? Even then, um, Jesus knew Peter's heart and Jesus knew that he was going to fail. And Jesus knew also that he loved Peter. And Jesus knew that although Peter did fail, that there was going to come a time that he would be used in the kingdom to bring God's glory. So even still, after Jesus' ascension into heaven, having been restored and forgiven by God and by the Lord. Peter becomes one of the famous spokesmen for the apostles. Starting in the book of Acts, you know, Peter was on fire for God. He was on fire for Jesus. You know, he was spreading the good news and he was doing God's work He was building the kingdom. He was calling people to get saved. He was performing miracles. You know, he was bringing the dead back to life in Acts chapter 9. So, although Peter messed up, although Peter failed, although Peter denounced knowing Jesus Christ, he got redemption. You know, he was restored. And there's some things that we've done in life and we think this disqualifies me to be used by God or this disqualifies me to serve God or this, I've done this, I've spoken that, I've said this, you know, I've mocked, you know, these so-called Christians, I've done this and I've done that. But Jesus is saying, no, I can forgive you for that. You know, if you come to me humble, if you come to me broken, if you come to me repenting, if you come to me asking for forgiveness, my arms are always open wide. You know, it's the same Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He says, like newborn babes craving the spiritual and sincere milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, You know, there's no way that you can taste the goodness of Jesus. You could have an experience with God and go back to being the same. You know, once you have been touched by God, once you have been touched by the Almighty Savior, once you have been touched by the Holy Spirit, your life will never be the same. So Peter amazing at following the teachings of Christ and Peter was determined to be a trailblazer was determined 
to share the good news, was determined to preach the gospel, you know, no matter what. He didn't look at his past failures. He didn't look at the fact that he failed God, failed Jesus at one point. But he took on, he accepted the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and he went about doing good for Christ. And today, whatever you're struggling with, whatever makes you feel condemned, whatever makes you feel like you're not good enough to do what God has called you to do, I am telling you that Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, He is a restorer. He is, you know, a way maker. He can fix it for you. He can give you a new chapter he can give you a new name he can make a way when there seemed to be no way because you know it's funny because Peter was the same one that says you know when Jesus says you know whom do men say that I am and everybody else got it wrong But Peter got it right. You know, Peter, in Matthew chapter 16, he says, And I say, Jesus says, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You see, Peter's name means a rock or a stone. So Jesus at the time knew Peter's destiny. So Peter knew who Jesus Christ was when all the other disciples couldn't get it. He got the revelation of Jesus Christ. So Jesus knew that although Peter failed me, you know, there's going to come a time where I can count that he's going to do my will. So I'm telling you, wherever you are, Whatever you've done wrong, whatever you've done that's made you feel like you're not qualified, that you're disqualified, and the enemy's tormenting you, I'm telling you, dust your feet off, get back up again, and go do God's will. Go do God's favor. Go do God's assignment. Whatever that he has called you to do, do it with all your might. Do it with all your power. Do it with all your strength. Do it with all your heart. Because It's all about the heart, the condition of the heart. And God is looking for sons and daughters that will not let the enemy keep them down. That will not let the enemy hold them down from doing his will. So today, I encourage you to go out by faith. Step out by faith, knowing that God is your redeemer. He's your restorer. I don't care how low you have gotten. I don't care how long you have been down. You can get back up again. Amen. So today, get back up in humility, you know. Many people misunderstand this word and this concept of humility, you know. They think, you know, I'm not going to let anybody walk all over me, you know. I'm not going to let people talk to me any kind of way. I'm not going to let people do any kind of thing to me. But that's your flesh. When you are humble, when you are something inside of you have to be broken, you have to be dead to the flesh. Because in this flesh, the Bible says, dwell it no good thing. The flesh wants you to answer back. The flesh wants you to show who you are. The flesh wants you 
to, to be the get the last word in. The flesh wants you to win the fight. The flesh wants you, <coughs> you know, to tell that person off, to tell that person your mind. But the spirit man wants you to be humble. The spirit man wants you to hide in the cross. The spirit man wants you to be humble. You see, God says that when you are humble, you are free from pride and arrogance. You know, your flesh has no room to get glory. You are completely surrendered to the will of God. And you are completely dead to the things of flesh. And it's easy, easier said than done. You obviously, you cannot have the spirit of humility without being completely buried in Christ. And that is in constant prayer. That is in constant, you know, denying your flesh of getting that thing that makes it gratified, you know, of getting satisfied from saying the last thing or winning that fight. But humility is recognizing that you need God's help, you know, knowing that you can't truly succeed in life in your own strength, that you can't do this on your own, you can't do life on your own, you can't raise your kids on your own, you can't go to school on your own, you can't do the marriage on your own, you can't, you know, do the career on your own and have success. You need God's strength, you need God's advice, you need God's direction, and humility is just humbling yourself and saying, God, I'm giving you the credit. I'm giving you the praise. I am nothing without you. Acknowledging that you are nobody. You are absolutely nothing because you're not where you go to school. You're not your degree. You're not your diploma. You're not where you work. You're not who you know. You're not Mrs. So-and-so. You're not Mr. So-and-so. You are not defined by nothing but who you are in Christ. And the sooner that you learn that, the sooner in life... You will have a closer and a long-lasting walk with Jesus Christ. Because your confidence has to be in knowing who you are in Christ. And when you start to think about life and say, you know what? It's not about me. It's about God getting glory. It's not about what I do. It's not about who I know. But it's the fact that I know Jesus Christ. It's the fact that he dwells within me. It's the fact that I have a relationship with him. It's the fact that when I wake up, I have peace and I cry out to him. It's the fact that I have a prayer life. It's the fact that I seek him. It's the fact that I know him. It's the fact that I'm not on my way to hell. But I know that with Jesus Christ in my life, I have eternal life. You know... So the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that we should get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, and slander, you know, along with every form of malice, but be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Jesus Christ forgave us. 
you know when you have humility you can handle unfair treatment you could handle you know unfair treatment in a peaceful way you know you could handle the fact that somebody falsely accused you because you have the spirit of humility you know you don't have to be the big shot you don't have to be the one that has the last say you know but you could humble yourself you know that's why the word of god says in first peter chapter 5 verse 6 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god that he may exalt you in due time you know when man exalts you they could put you up today and bring you down tomorrow but when you stay humble and when you stay in the presence of god you know when you stay like the woman with the alabaster box that took her hair she took her alabaster box and she broke it before the feet of Jesus and she started to use that ointment on Jesus Christ and everybody ridiculed her and everybody criticized her and like you know what you could have used this to do that you know you know how much that's worth she broke her alabaster box and she worshiped Jesus because she she realized and she acknowledged that I am bowing before the true and living God. I am bowing before the king of all kings and I am laying myself before him and I am worshiping him because everything I need is in him. And the minute that you get that revelation, your worship will go to a different height. Your praise will be at another level. Your level of thanksgiving will be at another level. Your level of praise will be at another level. Once you get that revelation, like the woman who broke that alabaster box, that Jesus Christ is truly your all in all and your king of kings, you will have a new insight and you will have joy like never before you know sometimes it's it's good to eat our humble pie you know and God has to put us through a process where he humbles us where he takes that pride that spirit of pride out of us where he puts us at a place where we have to We have no other alternative or no other choice, but we have to cry out to him and say, Lord, I need your help. I can't do this without you. I can't do this by myself. I can't do this in my own strength. And once you humble yourself and once you deny yourself, once you deny the things that make you feel that you're big and bad, God can start to use you. Being humble doesn't mean that you're a wimp, you know. It doesn't mean that you're lacking and people can walk all over you. But it's a state of mind and it's being in God's presence in a way that you know that. You know whose you are. You know what your assignment is. And you're not distracted and you're not easily swayed by your flesh. And you know who's your defender. You know that you don't have to prove anything to no one. You, have to, you don't have to prove yourself or who you are in Him. 
but you know that you belong to Jesus. When you are humble, you don't need to be defensive. You don't need to fight your battles. You know that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know that he will mount you up like wings, like eagles. He will give you wings to fly. So the little things that tends to get other people perturbed, you're just like, "Mm, it's not even worth it. You know why? Because you've humbled yourself under the mighty hand of God. There is power in humility. You know, it is important to have a sense of self-control, you know, and a sense of worth, a sense of peace that could only be found in Christ Jesus. So today, as you are walking with Christ, know that Everything that you could possibly ever be, everything that you could possibly ever want to be, it's in Christ. It's in Christ. So that's why Peter started, began with this word humility to the young people. Because the word humility means to be submissive to one another and to demonstrate submission it is the ability to be cheerfully put away our agenda for God's even if God's agenda is expressive through another person which means you put your right aside put what you thought you wanted aside and you humble yourself and you say God you lead me where you lead me I will follow and you don't say it with your mouth but you mean it in your heart you know and when you are clothed to be clothed with humility the phrase be clothed translate as a rare word that is referred to a slave putting on an apron before serving Even as Jesus did when he washed the disciples' feet in John chapter 13, verse 4. So, when you have humility, you have the willingness to perform the lowest and the littlest service for Jesus' sake, which means... You don't mind taking out the garbage. You don't mind cleaning up the church. You don't mind. You know, there's nothing that you feel that is too low for you to do. Because everything brings glory to God. Everything. When you are Christ-centered, when Christ, Jesus Christ is in your core, there is nothing that you say, oh, I'm such and such. This is too low for me. No. You humbly and you're willing to perform anything as lowest as it may be, to serve Jesus Christ. And when you're humble, you're conscious of your own inability to do anything apart from God. 
which means even if it's to sing, even if it's to, you know, do something so minute, you always ask in God, please touch me, Lord. I can't do this without you. You say a prayer. You say, God, touch me. You say, God, use me. You always seeking God for guidance. And when you're humble, you're willing to be ignored of men. Because it's interesting. It's like we say, oh, all we need is God. All we need is God. But 75% of the time, actually 90% of the time, we find ourselves as humans looking for validation and accreditation from man when God has already called us and already chosen us and already sealed us with his blood. You know, we have the favor of God. We have the grace and we have the mercy and we have the love of God. But there's something that's within us that we're always looking for. Man's validation. But when you're really humble, you have a willingness to be ignored of man. So you're not looking for those points. You're not looking for the brownie points. You're not looking to get that hookup, you know, because you're secure in who you are in God. You know that Jesus loves you. You see, because God says, God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble, you know. If you want to live in God's grace, which is God's unmerited favor, which means you didn't work for it, you cannot earn it, it's a gift from God, then we must lay aside every spirit of pride and be humble, not only to God, but also to one another. I mean, it's easy to be broken before God, but It's not so easy to be broken and vulnerable and low before someone that you know that can't stand you or someone that you feel that is misusing you or mistreating you. But Jesus Christ says, you know what? God resists the proud. You know, and he gives grace to the humble. See, pride says, I deserve it. I ought to have it. I'm supposed to have it. You know, it belongs to me. How dare you talk to me like that? Who do you think you are? You know, but grace deals with, I'm so undeserving, but this is a gift. Grace deals with gratitude. When when you have grace over your life, You have joy. You have peace. You are grateful. But pride, pride, as my pastor always says, pride is a secret assassinator. It will take you out quicker than you know. And you can have it, and you can carry it, and you can walk with it, and you can never show it, you know, but... It has its ugly little way of showing up when you least expect it. Because you know, only what is in you can come out of you. So, today, if 
you're struggling with the spirit of pride, ask God to remove it out of your life. You know, because grace and pride can't live at the same place. And you want God's grace upon your life. You don't want the spirit of pride. The spirit of pride is what took Satan out of heaven. You know, that cast him out. And the Bible further on goes to say in verse 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. True humility is shown when you cast all your care upon God. You know, when you completely submit yourself unto the will of God. When you no longer worry about life, about things, about tomorrow, about where you're going to work, what you're going to eat, what you're gonna, how you're going to get by, how you're going to pay your bills. The Bible says, cast all, casting, which means continuously, casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. If you're out there, you don't have to fear, you don't have to worry, because Jesus Christ, he paid it all on Calvary for you and for me. You know, he is concerned about your future, he is concerned about your now, your present situation. So, don't be anxious, you know, don't be burdened down. You know, don't worry about who wronged you, who sinned against you, who lied on you, who cheated on you, you know, who didn't give you a break, who didn't let you, you know, was unfair to you, who mistreated you. Because when you cast all your cares upon God, casting means like you throw it out, you throw it away. You give it away. And all that hurt, all that pain, all that bitterness, all that sorrow, all that grief, all those wounds, you have to throw it away from you. That's what casting means. I'm literally throwing it away from me. And the things that are too hard for me, the things that I don't understand, the things that is going on in my body, the cancer, the bad news, the divorce, the molestation, everything that has afflicted me, that has hurt me, that has wounded me, I'm going to cast it onto Jesus. And the two things that you have to do today, you have to have faith, in the word of God. Have faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he's the author and finisher of your feet, knowing that he's the only one that can remove, that can heal, and also stay in prayer. It's when you pray that you tell God your cares and ask him to help you, you know, It's when you pray, you lay before him, and you put all these things that are affecting you, all your issues, all your circumstances, all your, all the things that gives you doubt, all the things that bring you fear, all the things that give you anxiety. It's in your prayer time, it's in your prayer walk, it's in your prayer life, where you lay them before God, and the Bible says, you know, give them 
casting all your cares upon him for he cared for you you know he cares for you jesus christ cares for you when people you know stop caring when people stop calling you know so many people they've been in their jobs you know so many years and then they get the pink slip and they wonder okay with this company for so long I was faithful, I was loyal but they didn't even care about me you know, or you're in a relationship and the person walks out on you or you know, you've given all you can to your child and they just walk out you you sit and you think you know, who cares about me today if you're alone, if you're by yourself if you're going through a rough season I'm here to tell you 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cared for you. Jesus Christ cares for you. God cares for you. God loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you more than you could ever know. And he's right there with you. You're never alone. You are never alone, but he is right there with you. The Bible says he's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. You know, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Today I declare and I decree that you will not faint in this season. You will not faint in this season, but you shall run and not be weary. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, just know that Jesus Christ is right there with you. You know, the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. If you want rest, you have to find it in the cross. If you need rest, you have to find it in Jesus There's nothing else in this world, not your job, not drugs, you know, not sex, not the clubs, nothing will give you rest like Jesus Christ, you know. The Bible also says, yea, there, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Some of you are experiencing valleys right now. But Psalms 23 verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You are not alone. Jesus Christ is right there with you. I don't care how low you get. I don't care what you're feeling right now. I don't care what the enemy's telling you right now. They are lies. God loves you. Jesus loves you. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Come on. The word of God says, work it for us 
a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hallelujah. And 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You know, God is working it out on your favor, on your behalf. He loves you and he's right there with you. So be encouraged today. Father, I praise you. I thank you. I thank God for everyone that has tuned in today. I thank God for those that you are touching even now. I believe, Holy Spirit, that you're doing the work in their hearts. Oh God, I thank you for removing the spirit, demolishing the spirit of pride and arrogance. Oh God, that wants to take hold of their hearts. But I thank you right now, oh God, that they are saying yes to receiving the spirit of humility. I pray that you break down every wall, break down every high idol, break down everything that separates them from receiving your true grace. Oh God, I pray, oh God, today that they will say yes to you. I pray, oh God, for those who are feeling, oh God, depressed, oppressed, oh God, feeling discouraged, feeling like they have no hope. Oh God, I pray, Holy Spirit, Father, let your fire fall when your name is called. Prove every doubter, oh God, every lie that the enemy has told them. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus, a name that's above every principality, every power, every stronghold, every spirit of condemnation. At the name of Jesus, you say every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, oh God, I pray that they will surrender and submit, oh God, to your will and to your way. I pray, oh God, for those who are tired, oh God, of doing it their way. Oh God, that they will depend on you today, that they will ask for you to enter into their hearts and transform their lives, oh God. Be magnified, be glorified. Those who are sick, touch their bodies. Those who are mentally ill, touch their minds, oh God. Breathe breath of God, oh God. And today, let it be a new day in their life. Oh God, I thank you, I praise you. I thank you for their breakthrough. I thank you for their deliverance. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name, amen. I thank you once again for joining me today. You're built for this podcast. Please share with your friends, your loved ones, and just go out there knowing that Jesus Christ loves you with an everlasting love, and your life will never be the same in Jesus' name. Be blessed. I love you, and Jesus Christ loves you so much more. Be blessed in Jesus' name.